0: You are Locked On balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Vols, the daily Tennessee podcast. My name is Josh Ward. Thanks for being here on today's show. It's going to be a jam-packed show as Tennessee gets ready for Florida on Saturday. The Vols are back on the practice field on Monday. The practice was closed to the media, but we did hear from Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt at his weekly press conference on Monday. So you will hear from Tennessee's head coach on today's show. He's going to talk about the importance of the Florida rivalry and what he thinks of when he thinks of Tennessee versus Florida. It's his first time being a part of the game, but he's seen it in the past. Running back Madre London talking about the importance of this game as well and what Dan Mullen will be doing offensively, what Jeremy Pruitt thinks of when he looks at a Dan Mullen team. You'll hear him talk about that right here on Locked On Vols. David Ubben of The Athletic will join today's show. Remember, I have a link for you, theathletic.com slash Rocky Talk. That gets you 40% off a first-year subscription. David's going to weigh in on what interests him about the matchup and what Tennessee will try to do against the Gators coming up on Saturday. And an update on Trey Smith from Jeremy Pruitt, where he is physically as he helps lead Tennessee's offensive line. I'll get to all of that on Locked On Vols. The Daily Tennessee Podcast, I'm here five days a week talking about what's going on with Tennessee on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the third-party apps as well. And if you do have time to rate and review the show, that's a big help. It just takes a moment, and five-star reviews are always appreciated. Thanks to everyone who has helped review and spread the word on social media, forums, whatever you might do uh, to help Tennessee fans find out about the show. So Tennessee's getting ready for Florida on Saturday Saturday. And I mentioned yesterday, I I think this week just has a different kind of feel. When Florida comes to Knoxville, it feels like the most anticipated week of the year. Certainly the football season in Knoxville. There's just a different kind of buzz when the Gators come to town. And that's something that Jeremy Pruitt knows, and he's never even been here. He's watched it, but he's never been a member of Tennessee or Florida's football team. He is now. This is his first time being a part of the game, and on Monday – Jeremy Pruitt didn't hide from the fact that this is a big one. This is what Jeremy Pruitt said when he was asked what he thinks about the Tennessee-Florida rivalry.
1: Well, I know when I was growing up, it was always the first big SEC game of the year. Um, So I used to, when I was growing up, I always loved to watch it. It's a lot of passion, both fan bases, a lot of tradition. So uh, I'm thankful to have a chance to be a part of it.
0: And if you think back to the 90s, Tennessee-Florida really set the pace for what was going to happen in the SEC East. And a lot of the time... The SEC overall, that's not exactly the case right now. Georgia-South Carolina a couple of weeks ago helped set the pace for the SEC East. That's what Tennessee and Florida are trying to get back to. But it is a game that has been very close the last few years, and it has mattered for the SEC East. In 2015-16, and Florida won the East. Tennessee, if it had won the 15 game, probably wins the division. 2016, Tennessee won the game and was thought to be the clear leader in the clubhouse to win the division, but you know what happened after that. It shouldn't mean a lot, and that's what these two teams are trying to get back to. These two programs, I should say, are trying to get back to with Dan Mullen leading the Gators and Jeremy Pruitt leading the Vols is trying to get back to the top of the division while Georgia sits there pretty comfortably right now and Jeremy Pruitt it's his first time in the game same for Madre London a senior running back who's been a part of big games he's played in Michigan State versus Michigan games and Michigan State versus Ohio State he's been in the Big Ten title game he knows about big games and what they can mean for a program and he talked about the importance of the Florida rivalry game on Monday when he met with the media here's Tennessee senior running back Madre London
1: mean a lot Um, I I don't know too much about it but it is a football game and it is a rivalry game, so you know I gotta take that as a business trip, you know, and it's a business for the whole football team. Cause Pruitt came here to uh, play Florida. That was one of the reasons after the game he said he came here to play Florida and, and I came here to play teams like that too, so that's gonna help us lead to where we wanna be in the future.
0: Tennessee grad transfer running back Madre London, and I think that is something that has stood out. I know Tennessee fans have noticed it. That Jeremy Pruitt told his team This is why you come to Tennessee. This is the kind of game you look forward to playing in and coaching in at Tennessee is Tennessee and Florida. It tells you where you are as a team and as a program. And if Tennessee can beat Florida on Saturday, what a difference that can make. If you think about what's coming up next, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, and South Carolina, wouldn't you feel a lot better if Tennessee has a win against the Gators heading into the rest of SEC play? Think about Florida. If Florida loses this game, They're 0-2 in the SEC after the Gators lost to Kentucky a couple of weeks ago. So Tennessee could put Florida in a really bad spot, and Tennessee could open up SEC play in a much better position. Florida's the favorite going into this game, but it's a close line, and it's a game that Tennessee absolutely can win at home if it does the right things. Now you think about Dan Mullen being there at Florida. What is he going to do differently with the offense? What has he done at Mississippi State? that Jeremy Pruitt has seen. They've coached against each other, with Jeremy Pruitt being a defensive coordinator at Alabama and Dan Mullen, the head coach at Mississippi State. What comes to mind with what Dan Mullen likes to do? What might he do with this Gators offense on Saturday when he comes to town? Here's Jeremy Pruitt talking about Dan Mullen and Florida's offense.
1: Well, his, his offenses are always very physical. They're, they're sound. They're very well coached. They give you different looks. If you look over the years, he adapts to the players that he has. Uh, he's very multiple. Um, always tough to get off the field on them on third down. Um, they've always been a team that that runs the ball a lot on third down. You have to be conscious of that. Um, you know he'll go for it on fourth down. He'll you know over the, his career. Um, you know and they're tough to to keep them. The field goes in the red area. So part of
0: what Jeremy Pruitt is saying there. Expect Florida to be well-coached, to be well-prepared. And remember, it's game four for Florida, just like it's the fourth game for Tennessee. So I kind of expect Florida to make mistakes. I expect Tennessee to make mistakes. Right now, a few days out from the game, part of my thought is the team that makes less mistakes will have a chance to win, and Jeremy Pruitt is probably going to harp on that with his football team. Take care of the football. Don't commit penalties. Cause problems for Florida. Use the home crowd as an advantage The team that makes fewer mistakes will win the game, a maxim that I think could apply to this Tennessee football game. Coming up in just a moment here on Locked On Vols, David Ubbin. Some thoughts from him on what will matter in this game. What interests him about the matchup between Tennessee and Florida? Right here on Locked On Vols, the daily Tennessee podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. And coming up Saturday, big game in Knoxville. Big games all around college football and week three of the NFL. If you think you know who's going to win a particular game, you might want to check out MyBookie, a place where you can lay down some cash and win big today. And remember, who you're betting on is important. It's just as important who you're betting with. MyBookie has in-game live betting, and at MyBookie, they're slammed with new bettors. But they want to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free play by using promo code on college 25 at my bookie you play you win you get paid so i want to welcome to the show david ubbin of the athletic covering tennessee every day you can follow him on twitter at david ubbin david thank you for the time as always and tennessee's played etsu and utep over the last couple of weeks it's the first sec game for tennessee how curious are you just to see where tennessee is after the last couple of weeks where tennessee was really preparing for this spot I mean,
2: very much so. I mean, this is kind of the first game where, you know, we're going to sort of see when this team plays a, a little bit more of a winnable game, kind of what they're made of. I mean, West Virginia uh, was a, a, not an unwinnable game, but, but Tennessee was certainly up against it. And, and it's a little different when you've got a coaching staff in year one versus a coaching staff in West Virginia in year eight that kind of knows who they are and, and then plays really well. Um, but Tennessee is really in an interesting situation, and, and this is kind of the last game I think we're going to really see what this team can do until November when they play that stretch of four games where it's going to be really tough for them. So this will be interesting. I you know, I think it's going to be a, a pretty ugly game under the lights, and uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays. But uh, pro tip, take the under.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think the same thing as you there. And I joked last week when we talked here on the show, well, I'm going to have a weekly what's going on with the offensive line question and, and and I will bring it up here again and that's one reason that you probably think it might be ugly is the offensive lines still has issues and it's not just blocking but penalties I mean th- those are things I think that probably drive Jeremy Pruitt as crazy as anything but what do you think about the offensive line now that it has to go up against what is uh, clearly more talented more athletic front seven than what Tennessee faced against ETSU or UTEP
2: it is interesting so we do weekly film room pieces at, at the athletic and I was thinking about this we can't do it what happened with the offensive line every single week, but we probably could if we wanted to, because it's just it's something different all the time. But I, I do think, you know, Jerry Pruitt talked about it after the West Virginia game, and he was careful to say it's not an excuse, and I don't think it is. I, I think it's fair that this this group just had so much upheaval, and they're still there, and I think there's, they're going to be there, I, I think, for the rest of the season. It doesn't sound like they're really zeroed in on, we got to find five guys. I think he wants competition, and I think he's, you know, wanting to, to, to find those guys, even if they're different guys every week, you know, they, they uh, you look at all the upheaval. Obviously, Trey Smith coming in late wasn't able to play, wasn't able to practice in the spring. And, and he said, you know, he's, he's in meetings and he's watching practice, but it's different from actually doing it. And then you have, you know, a, a whole bunch of newcomers, Jerome Carvin, Jameer Johnson, guys that, that uh, just were not part of this before and, and are moving around as well. And then you get the Brandon Kennedy injury after week one that causes another shuffle. So, yeah, I mean, I think that this group is not, you know, freakishly talented beyond Trey Smith. Um, but they also have had so many moves that it's hard for them to develop chemistry. And there's no position where that's more important. I mean, the defensive line, you don't really need that much chemistry uh, to, to be good. But the offensive line, you really need to be able to communicate, predict what the guy next to you is doing. And it's hard to do that when they just haven't played together and in the same spots very often.
0: David Ubbin with The Athletics. So do you think you can predict what Tennessee wants to do offensively? They have to like the potential playmaking ability they have from guys like Ty Chandler, who had a long run this past week, and uh, Mark Callaway, Juwan Jennings, Josh Palmer. How do they give those guys opportunities to make plays?
2: I mean, I think you're going to see a little bit more, a few more wrinkles this week. I mean, they've been pretty vanilla the last couple games, and to some degree they were against West Virginia. I think you're going to see we, we've seen, you know, they scored on an end around against East Tennessee State. Uh, I think we saw two direct snaps to uh, a running back on Saturday, uh, one that for to Tim Jordan went for 14 yards. So they've done a couple things. I think we're going to see a little bit more wrinkles. I think they know that, you know, one or two big plays really could decide a game that that's pretty low scoring. Um, and so that's going to be a part of that. I think they kind of know the limitations of the offensive line. I think that will impact the play calling like it did against West Virginia. Um, So, yeah, I I think you're going to see them go certainly a lot less vanilla this week um, and and, uh, try and take some shots if they can block it. They they had some success against UTEP, but – Florida's defensive line is going to be a little bit better than than what they'd see against
0: UTEP. Yeah, you're right. And and then to flip to the other side, David, uh, as you did the film study from this past weekend's game, it was on that side, the defensive front, pressure. I think Tennessee was better there, but it's not where it wants to be either. But what stood out when you were looking at the defensive line, the linebackers, the front seven for Tennessee, and what they were or were not able to do against UTEP?
2: You know, it's it's tough to say because they played really conservatively. They rarely blitzed. I think I counted maybe one to three snaps when they brought uh, more than five pass rushers at Kyle Oxley. They were spying him a lot. Uh, they wanted to try and make him beat them with his arm, which, which obviously he could not do. Um, and so I think you're going to see a similar approach this week. But they need to get pressure with that four and five, and they just have not been able to consistently do that. And the thing that's really seemed to bother Jeremy Pruitt the last couple of weeks is when they have done that, they haven't put the quarterback on the ground. They'll get a hand on him or they'll get close. And for whatever reason, and this is what we tried to look at in our film review study this week, they haven't been able to get him. Sometimes that's you know, another guy not doing his job and losing contain. Um, sometimes that's just the quarterback getting the ball out of his hand quickly. Um, but, but that's the thing that, that they really would like to fix is – can they get pressure and make plays with four or five guys? Those guys have to win one-on-one battles. They haven't done that very much, and when they have, they haven't finished and gotten home on the play. And So there's just a lot to fix on that defensive line.
0: Yeah, and I'll be curious to see what Dan Mullen asks of Felipe Franks at quarterback for the Gators. How much does – Uh, does he trust, uh, Frank's out there? Because uh, there is some familiarity with Dan Mullen and Jeremy Pruitt having coached against each other, Alabama versus Mississippi state. So they're familiar with, with what the other can do as a coach. I'm curious, what does Dan Mullen trust in Felipe Frank's against Jeremy Pruitt's defense versus trying to get the running game going against Tennessee early on?
2: Yeah, that'll be really interesting. I mean, they, (laughs) Florida's their offense is, is, uh, is floundering a little bit as well. Not maybe as bad as Tennessee's, but, but we will see, I, I think, uh, you know, Tennessee is just really hard to tell. They've played kind of one good quarter, and they had a, they've had they had a couple good drives. Jared um, Gar- Garantano has played pretty well, but, uh, you know, the offensive line obviously has limited that, uh, like we hit on earlier. But, uh, yeah, I I, mean, I think the, the thing that, that's, uh, that Tennessee defensively, I think they can sort of hang their hat on is, you know, they had a couple missteps defensively against UTEP that UTEP didn't make them pay for. But they haven't had a lot of busts. They've been pretty good in coverage, and um, I, I can at least say this: I don't think that a Jeremy Pruitt defense is going to. Uh, if the game should come down to a hail mary, I'm not sure they're going to let the, a receiver get behind them. So they have uh, they have played uh, relatively sound football through three games uh, relative to the talent that they've got on the field.
0: Yeah, I would say that uh, Jeremy Pruitt would be he would be he would have his defense in a different position for a final. <laughs> play than than Tennessee saw in the last play last year even though at the time Tennessee tried to uh, defend that defensive position but uh, so as you look at Tennessee Florida about the matchup and I know over the the rest of this week you'll probably dive more into but either the matchup or just the storyline of the game when you have two first-year coaches at Tennessee and Florida what, what interests you here David about the the Vols and the Gators getting ready to go up against each other on Saturday
2: I mean, I think it's just these both of these programs trying to find some some early footing and some things to build on in year one. You know, the expectations, uh, something I hear from readers a lot is why are expectations so much higher for Dan Mullen at Florida in year one when he inherits a 4-8 and eight team versus what they were for Jeremy Pruitt at, at Tennessee. And I think obviously the answer is just we've seen Dan Mullen do it before at another place and in Mississippi State. Um, but it's been pretty slow going early on. Um, So we'll see how that sort of uh, shakes out. It's going to be interesting, but but both of these coaches really need this game. Uh, I think Tennessee might need it a little more considering the schedule that lies ahead. Uh, They'll be at home. It's going to be a great atmosphere. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing is, is, you know, which one of these first-year coaches can kind of get one on the board uh, early on, especially in SEC play.
0: Yeah, David, is that a part of it is that this is right before Georgia – Auburn, Alabama, South Carolina. It's a brutal stretch from the end of September through October. If you can get a win against Florida, that helps you breathe a little bit if you're Tennessee, right? Other than yeah. uh, as opposed to the other side. If, if you lose, you could have a five-game losing streak entering November.
2: Exactly. That's the big thing. You, if you you cannot get to November sitting at 2 and 7. And if you lose to Florida, that's looking like that's a real possibility. Uh, and so that's that's just a huge thing for them that that they've got to uh, sort of survive that stretch uh, and get out of there with uh, a chance to chase a bowl game in the last few weeks of the season.
0: You can follow him on Twitter, at David Ubbin. You can read his work at The Athletic. You mentioned the uh, the film study. You do that every week. What all is going on there for Tennessee fans to check out at The Athletic?
2: Yeah, this week we looked at that that defensive line and, and why they can't get pressure and why when they do get pressure they can't finish. Looked at uh, a handful of plays to try to explain that. And then in the VFL corner, we got uh, Jeff Coleman this week, a national champion, to come talk about, you know, the defensive line and what he thinks, what he thinks of the early tenure of, uh, of Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, and sort of from a defensive lines perspective, what is it like trying to go from a 4-3 to a 3-4 a move that the Tennessee has tried to do this year? So uh, go check that out.
0: Yeah, Jeff Coleman, he'll be one of uh, many players in that 98 team honored on the field Saturday at Nealon Stadium. Read David Ubbins' work at The Athletic. David, appreciate the time as always. Talk to you again soon. Appreciate it. Anytime. And I do recommend you check out the piece that David Ubbin was talking about where he looks back at the film from each game. He does that every week and talks to a different VFL each week. You can read that at The Athletic. Nicole Auerbach on Urban Meyer in Ohio State. Check that out. Great national college football coverage and a site that is so easy to use. It's clean and you don't have to deal with ads or pop-up videos affecting the website. I'm a subscriber at The Athletic. I love it. I just hit the one year mark here in the last couple of weeks. Happily resubscribed. They have great coverage and writers that you can trust. Legitimate journalism at The Athletic. So here's what you do go to theathletic.com slash Rocky Theathletic.com slash R O C K Y. T-A-L-K. I have a link provided in the show description if you want to just click that. But theathletic.com slash Rocky Talk gets you 40% off a first-year subscription. That's only $2.99 a month. $2.99 a month. That's the price of a cup of coffee, maybe less than a cup of coffee, depending on what kind of beverage you're looking for. For great sports coverage, go to theathletic.com slash Rocky Talk. And we're approaching week three of the NFL season. Fantasy football season is well underway. If you don't want to deal with the season-long issues, or maybe you missed joining up with a season-long team, but you still want to play, how about checking out FanDuel? FanDuel has great weekly contests that you can play. You can play for free, by the way. You can play in paid contests, whatever you want to do. They have friends mode. They also have Guru, the new tool that makes building smarter lineups simple for fans of all skill levels. You do not have to be a fantasy football expert to play at FanDuel. I'm playing, which is part of the proof there that you don't have to be an expert, but it's a lot of fun. They also have Beat the Score. Beat the Score is a new contest type where instead of having to come in a top place amongst a sea of competitors, you just have to beat A preset score. So how about this? Go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel.com slash locked on. New users get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at fanduel.com slash locked on. And David Ubbin and I were talking about the offensive line, which is a weekly conversation, really a daily conversation at this point. I still think Tennessee has a long way to go with that position group. But, of course, Tennessee is building around Trey Smith. Trey is Tennessee's top offensive lineman. I think he's Tennessee's best player, and he's a guy that's going to continue to grow at that tackle position. He can play tackle or guard. Right now for Tennessee, his best spot is left tackle. And remember, he's only three games into playing that position under this staff, and he didn't practice there in the spring. He wasn't there full-time during fall camp. It wasn't until a few weeks into fall camp that he was cleared for full contact. So there has been a question of, Where is he physically? Where is he within the offense as Tennessee is trying to build the entire offensive line? John Adams of the Knoxville-New Sentinel asked Jeremy Pruitt that on Monday. Just where is Trey Smith? Is he fully healthy? Here's what Jeremy Pruitt said.
1: Yeah, physically he's 100%. I think uh, when you go back, there's lots of things. You know, each week you prepare for what your opponent's done, but you kind of lay a foundation in spring ball, summer camp, um, fall camp. You know, he's not got a chance to do that. So there's certain things that have came up in each game um, that he's probably not seen before. I uh, probably didn't see it in practice. There's things you just kind of got to fall back to your kind of foundations. Uh, and he's sat in the meetings and he watched it on tape, but he hadn't experienced it. So he's going to continue to improve um, the more he plays. But, yeah, I, I would say he's healthy, John.
0: So just because Trey Smith was able to come back and play after missing all of the spring and part of – what Tennessee was doing during the summer and early in fall camp, everything was not going to be right right away. But Trey's going to be a terrific player for Tennessee. He's already, I'd still say, Tennessee's best player and the guy Tennessee trusts the most up front. And this is a big game for Trey. He's going up against talented guys on Florida's defense, and Trey's an in-state guy. He knows the importance of this football game. So as we heard Jeremy Pruitt, talk about the game earlier in the show in madre london you want to talk about the game meaning something to somebody that's trey smith who was out there on the field in last year's game and saw that hell mary by felipe franks you have trey smith who's probably getting ready for overtime thinking let's go win this football game and then that happens so somebody that wants to get revenge i'm sure trey smith is high on that list for Tennessee. It's a big week for Tennessee. From a recruiting standpoint, Tennessee's going to have a large number of big-time prospects visiting this weekend. I'll get you some information on that later in the week as we get closer to the upcoming weekend and we'll continue to look at the matchup you'll continue to hear from players on the importance of this game tomorrow on the show Fred White is going to stop by the former Tennessee safety he was a starting safety on the 1998 national championship team one of the great Tennessee defenses of all time Fred's going to talk about that 98 team why they were so special and what Tennessee needs to do to try to get back to that level. That's coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Vols. The show is here five days a week on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. If you're able to rate and review the show, that's a big help and help spread the word about the daily Tennessee podcast. Thanks to David Ubbin for stopping by today's show. Remember that link, theathletic.com slash Rocky Talk, gets you 40% off a first-year subscription. I'm on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward. Feel free to follow and send me any questions or comments for the show anytime. Thanks so much for hanging out today, and I'll see you again tomorrow.